0: And we were all like, ooh, what is this script gonna look like?
1: Hello and welcome to the Cancelled Movie Report, the documentary podcast series where we talk about all the best movies that Hollywood never made. My name is Michael Campbell, but you can call me Cambo. You may recognize me as the host of the official Village Cinemas Movie Review Podcast podcast The cinema crew. But joining me for this podcast series because I'm not alone is an actor and a comedian. You may know him as one half of the award-winning Game Boys comedy duo, Mr. Eden Porter. Thank you very much for having me, Cambo. Oh, thank you for being here. Do you want to explain in a nutshell what the cancelled movie report is? What are people in for? Well, we've all heard about films that never got across the line, that never got
2: made, and so we thought. Why not delve deeper inside them and not only just learn about them, but let's actually bring them to life These films that never got made, we wanted to actually hear some of the lines being done We wanted to delve right inside and find
1: out what happened And a lot of people talk about, you know, who was going to be in it, what happened And we will be covering that, but we also just want to know, are these movies any good? Yeah, that's exactly right Like, what is the storyline? What is the meat of each story? And would it be awesome if we actually got to see this or is it better left unmade (laughs) (laughs) now the first episode the pilot episode you're listening to right now and this is launch day so you can listen to both parts of this movie right now is justice league mortal and we've done that for a reason the reason being is that Justice League Mortal is it's one of the most famous cancelled movie projects there is. And it's been covered numerous times on podcasts and YouTube videos and articles. So we deliberately chose that one because we think by the end of this you'll see that we've taken a pretty novel approach to it. And we're hoping even if you've heard about this before, even if you've watched a video before, you're going to walk away from this podcast going, wow, I didn't know that. That is the aim of this podcast. So without any further ado, Let's get into our original pilot, which we recorded about a year ago now, of Cancelled Movie Report. 2007 was a really interesting year for cinema, especially superhero movies. Christopher Nolan had already done Batman Begins and was working hard on his follow-up, The Dark Knight. People weren't yet used to the idea of a cinematic universe full of superheroes because Iron Man wasn't released until the year after. And in 2007, Warner Brothers had just greenlit George Miller to direct a version of Justice League. Now, Eden, before we get into it, what do you know about George Miller's Justice League?
2: Okay, well, I do remember hearing about uh, Georgie McGeorge doing uh, (laughs) Justice League. I remember at the time... Um, it was it was disconnected from Chris Nolan's yes. one. It was its own beast, and I, I remember some of the casting. There was um, was it? I think it was Megan Gale, Megan as Gale, Wonder Woman. Was
1: you know? I've got an entire and, cast list. Oh, you do here. actually. So,
2: and, and let's, who else? I think there was Army Hammer, yes, as, as Batman, correct. And was there a rapper as? Uh, as the Green Lantern Let me explain yeah, go, go, hit okay, me, hit I'm going to start me. from the top
1: good. So we had Superman played by DJ Katrona Big movie star DJ Katrona Okay, never um, heard of him No, I have a note here Or she It's a, it's a hit <laughs> oh, I have a note here that says just some handsome guy oh. <laughs> I looked him up but he's just some handsome guy Great uh, He is currently I believe on the From Dusk to Dawn TV series As Batman we had Army Hammer yes. which you said, yep. Who's since gone on to be a big movie star Well, that's Uh, right. But I've done my maths here. In 2007, when he was set to play Batman, he was 19 years old. Really? That is is going young. (laughs) That is a really young young young.
2: Batman. He's just only lost his parents at that stage.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Megan Gale, the Australian supermodel, was set to play uh, Wonder Woman. And in fact, uh, if you follow the link uh, in the episode description, we have a blog set up. Because there was uh pictures taken of Meek and Gao as Wonder Woman. You can go on there and see them. But Love what it. I've got here, Eden, I'm gonna continue. Oh, the here cast we first. go. Yes. I've got some uh, leaked costume tests and I want your reactions. So DJ Katrona as Superman. Okay. Now what do you think of d- this costume? D- the d-
2: the definition of bland comes to <laughs> mind. That is there's not a lot going on there. No. Um yeah, it's really basic, isn't it?
1: Yes. His costume looks like, and again, click the link and have a look at it yourself. Uh it looks like a costume website, like costume box or it's, something. It's
2: the it's it is the costumes that you go to yeah. when you've you've forgotten to organize your fancy dress and you have to go down to the costume store and they've hired those bad yes. <laughs> models, <laughs> quote unquote, to model all their outfits. Yeah. That's this what model like. just
1: happens to be DJ Katrona.
2: Great. Um, he, he's probably still doing that. Yeah. <laughs> George Miller went to hire a costume and said, give me that man.
1: (laughs) Uh, Now, Megan Gale as a Wonder Woman. Here's a a, a picture. Now, that's actually, that's pretty good. It's not bad, right? Is that an actual costume test? That is a costume test photo. Uh, Wind blowing, very majestic. She certainly looks the part. Yeah. Whether her acting was going to be up to the uh, the task, who knows? (laughs) Now, here's what I'm interested in. This is an early design concept for Army Hammer as Batman. Take a look at this one. What I find particularly weird about this—what's happening to his crutchal region? Well, it—it looks like he is partly dressed in chainmail.
2: Yeah, okay. If you
1: look, there's a little close-up of his cowl, and it also has chainmail. They've really gone with the Dark Knight, and they've really taken the word Knight. knight. Well, the the actual that actually looks like he's got his collar popped. It does, it, doesn't it? It actually does look like that. Yeah, Some it, sort of
2: trendy Batman-y. Well, he's yeah, he's, he's only 19.
1: I'll be honest, Eden, I don't love it. I, don't, yeah, I, <laughs> I do don't not love, love it. it. I do not so love it. So as you can it. see that there is uh, a lot of chain mail and it's a, a little bit, uh, you know, knight-inspired. But yes. in fact, I found this clip that raises more questions than it answers. About the batsuit, and this is an interview with Army Hammer describing the batsuit.
0: Did you see the, the batsuit? I saw the batsuit. I saw the, the Superman with suit all, with all the carbon fiber and all the yeah, like, it,
2: mecha- like mechanics and springs and pistons on and that's all it. That's what
0: seemed like it was really. Miller wasn't afraid to shake up what people know about those characters.
2: Hang on. So he's. <laughs> he's are you springs? trying to say and pistons? <laughs> are you trying to say he's some sort of like? <laughs> What, like some sort of punk-ish, like <laughs> gas-powered <laughs> knight. like knight yes. in the Middle Ages? Yes. Like, and steam, no, steampunk Batman. It, it kind of Ste- sounds steam, like it's steampunk, steampunk Batman. Batman.
1: Now, as you hinted at, there was a rapper as Greenland. That was common. That yeah, was common, common, of course. Uh, there's a bit of concept art. He looks like Greenland. Yeah. No particular big deal. Uh, going through, we have Santiago Cabrera as Aquaman. Uh, this is a little bit of concept art of him.
2: Oh, wow. Wow! So, who, where, where's he from? What's he doing now?
1: Uh he's just some handsome guy. <laughs> he's just some handsome guy. <laughs> he's in the TV George? series The
2: Musketeers. Wow, George, just he knows how to pick him.
1: But he he is quite a uh, a posh, regal Englishman actor.
2: Well, that's probably what they could be going for with that. Yeah, company.
1: it seemed like they were going for like almost like a King Arthur. Yeah. Esk, regal, leader Well, if you, if you,
2: I think that's the sort of the equivalent of that Thor sort of, yeah. That sort of high and mighty sort of language that they were trying to use. When Thor first came out, that Shakespearean almost. Exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think that's kind of what they were going for. Now, this is a mold of Martian Manhunter that was going to be used.
2: Oh, that is horrific.
1: It's, it's pretty bad. Now, Martian Manhunter was going to be played by Hugh Keyes Byrne. And if that Should name. Should I know that name? Well, if it doesn't sound familiar to you, If you know George Miller, you've seen Hughes Keys burn because he plays Immortan Joe. I I was going to say that. In Mad Max Fury Road and he plays... And he plays it toe-cutter Joe Joe in in the original (laughs) Mad Max. He is... If I had to describe him, he is everyone's Aussie dad.
2: Yeah, big time. (laughs) (laughs) Big time. So,
1: I don't know... Martian Manhunter, go for it. Yeah, I don't know. I I guess I haven't seen enough of his output. Everything I've seen him in, he plays a cackling lunatic. So... (laughs) So I, I don't know. But rounding out the cast, we actually had Adam Brody as the Flash from uh, the OC. No. Uh, oh, not Adrian Brody. Not Adrian no, Brody, no, no. Adam, Adam Brody. Brody.
2: Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, that, that, I think he's that, all right.
1: He's got that kind of young, spunk, uh, you well,
2: smart-ass thing. I love the Flash. I think the Flash is great. Uh, fun- we, we, he's just—he's that smarter sort of kitty. Sort of—he's sort of like their Spider-Man. Sort yes, of, yeah. yeah, he's
1: like young and wide-eyed yeah, and yeah, whatnot. Yeah. Uh, we also had uh, Zoe Kazan, uh, as Iris West. She was, of course, in the movie Ruby Sparks. She was the titular Ruby Sparks. Uh, we had Jay Baruchel as Maxwell Lord. So Jay Baruchel is most commonly known as the voice of Hiccup in How to Train Your Dragon.
2: Oh, yes, I know him. Skinny little Canadian actor, often with Seth Rogen yeah, in, in a movie. Yeah, getting stoned. In a yes. st-
1: he was the, the main villain of this movie, Maxwell really? Lord. Really? <laughs> yes. And Maxwell Lord isn't a super well-known character, so I'm going to supply a little bit of context. Okay, yeah. He is a businessman <laughs>
2: slash- Stop you there.
1: <laughs> slash telepath. <laughs> That, that, okay. that is that is his. Because uh, if
2: you're going for a businessman baddie, you mm. you go to Lex. Yeah, you go Jesse
1: Eisenberg. <laughs> yeah, you go Jesse Eisenberg. You go
2: Lex Luther. That's what you hit. But oh, so what? He's got telepathic abilities on yes, top of that. Yes, yes, and it's okay. it's
1: interesting that they actually used him because he he was the, he first appeared in Justice League number one. So I, okay. I un- actually oh, understand okay. why yes, so
2: going back to the world. Oh, and
1: actually, maybe we should explain who Martian Manhunter yes. is because he's never actually really been in a movie. I don't or... think he's been. I don't. He's been, he's pretty big in the animated cartoon world. Yeah, but I think maybe the general public yeah. at large would be less aware of him. So he is a Martian. Yes, there, there's a there's a hint in his name, and he's a good old manhunter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's looks like a green alien, uh, but his two main skills. Well, he's he's humanoid. A humanoid, yeah, So he's yeah.
2: humanoid looking He's got gr- bright green skin
1: Yes, but his two main skills are kind of a, a telekinesis Yep And uh, he's a shapeshifter yes. Would that make
2: Megan Gale the oldest person on the cast? No, nah,
1: Hughes-Keys Burns, for sure
2: <laughs> Oh, actually, yeah, the old man <laughs> He's al- he's
1: <laughs> always looked 50 No, Even <laughs> in the first Mad Max And the last person on the cast list was actually Teresa Palmer Who was cast as Tali Al Ghul Oh, really? Yeah. So there was a lot of elements in there Now, Aidan, I hear you asking me what was the tone going to be of this movie?
2: Yes, hit me with the tone. They
1: were going away from the Nolan movies. And in, in fact, um, there's actually a clip of Adam Brody. Uh, he, he's, he's talking to a radio station and he was talking about the movie. This is just after it was cancelled, about what it was going to be.
3: I think that it, it would have been, in tonally, it was closer to Transformers than Batman. It The script read like anyway, mm-hmm. and I thought that would have been a nice, you know, slightly more kid-friendly uh, uh, version.
1: Okay, there you go. So that I think gives you a kind of barometer. They were going for a transformers esque,
2: and we know how great Transformers. <laughs>
1: be. Yeah, but I, I
2: See, think more bright colours, action, yeah. like hey, come and help me. Yeah, exactly,
1: yeah. and um, and and we're about to get into the plot, and you're going to hear that it very much is a little more kid friendly and cheesy, especially towards the Nolan. So this, so
2: in terms of George Miller. We're looking more Happy Happy Feet feet than (laughs) Mad Max.
1: Though Mad Max is a gloriously colourful movie. It is. But in tone of story, yeah.
4: Yeah. It's it's more Happy Happy Feet feet.
1: or Babe 2 Pig in the City than it is uh, any of the Mad Max. Okay, Eden, so we have an idea of who was going to be in the movie and what the tone was, but I say I've got my report in hand. Let's get into Justice League more. The movie, Eden, begins at a funeral and it's a state funeral in Metropolis for a fallen hero and we actually start on a black S. (gasps) Superman is hovering above the city over a huge church with thousands of people in attendance and all of the Justice League are actually in attendance, in costume. They're in costume, but not regular costumes black versions of their regular (laughs) costumes. All the Justice League members are there, except Batman. Wonder Woman is giving a eulogy up at the podium and she says, How do we go on now that the greatest of our heroes have fallen? Text comes on the screen. It says, Two days earlier, the world is at peace. So that is how we begin the movie. Grim. Grim. It's It's (laughs) kid-friendly. Kid-friendly. Now, there is concept art that you can look at on the blog of Superman hovering above the church. It actually looks quite beautiful. It looks like a cool shot. It's a a great shot. You can see them tracking out from the black S. This is before the rumors of the Snyder version having the black Superman suit. They were going to do it. (laughs) Here's my question before we get into two days earlier. The whole Justice League is at the funeral. In costume. That is some Adam West Batman 66 level of... Kind of cheesiness. They're
2: at. They're they're just out, just out
1: and about, you know. Just put on the costume. I love the idea that at Justice League headquarters they have like variant costumes. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, wow, we never thought we'd have to use the funeral costume. (laughs) But you know what? I'm glad Alfred made them. (laughs) Well, you know what? Batman is
2: always prepared for every situation. So more likely than not, he's gone and he's got a whole cupboard (laughs) for everyone, for any, any, any suit that they need. So
1: that's how we begin, though. Intriguing mystery. We're at a funeral obviously for a superhero, everyone's there, but Batman isn't. So we flash back to two days earlier. Can
2: I just say I hate the whole idea of two days earlier. <laughs> I, I hate that as a narrative device in any film whatsoever.
1: I could, well, let's talk quickly about the screenplay then. I should mention it was written by Kieran and Michelle Maroney. Okay. And if they don't ring a bell, they were responsible for the blockbuster that was Geostorm. Storm. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Do you know the, what, 2016, Yeah, the Jared Butler
1: natural disaster film Geostorm. So
2: it begs the question, what have they done for 10 years uh, between writing this and writing Geostorm? I can
1: tell you they also wrote Sherlock Holmes' A Game of Shadows.
2: Oh, okay. Good. So, well, they're, they're good. They're, they're, <laughs> right, they're right up there. I would they're say they're very prolific.
1: Look, they're, they're certainly working screenplay writers, but... This does fall into tropes. I will warn you of that early. The first of which being two days early. (laughs) Okay, continue. So two days early, we actually cut to a satellite up in space and uh, it's a Wayne Enterprise satellite. And we see that Batman is actually monitoring via satellite all of the other members of the Justice League on, on big screens and a huge satellite that he calls Brother Eye. And when we first meet Batman, he's watching all the members on screen.
4: The Flash. Status. Inactive.
0: Continue. All subject, scan.
4: Affirmative. Scanning. Superman. Inactive. Green Lantern. Active. Non-operational. Wonder Woman. Active. Non-operational. The Martian Manhunter. Searching.
0: Terminate. All quiet, Master Bruce. Too quiet. Well, World Peace has a way of doing that. Maybe it's time we started thinking of things as promising, dare we say? Peace is not a promise, Alfred. It's an intermission. A threat. Point noted. Still, crime is down to a mere nuisance. The city is generally quiet. The sun does shine, sir. So I've heard. All your time down here in the dark, monitoring them, some might say have become somewhat- Paranoid? What if, Alfred? What if something was to happen? They're not human, none of them, not fully. With their powers? If not me, who's gonna watch them? What if? You see what I'm saying? I believe you're saying, what if, sir? The sun's shining, huh? Yes, and your guests are waiting. My guests? Your surprise birthday party, sir. Oh, that. Surprise? Oh, by the way, you're gonna have to remind me of most of these people
4: Creator protocols. Inoperative. Intercept activated. Subject alpha. Located. Target identified. The Martian Manhunter. Auto attack sequence initiated. Stand by.
1: So there's a couple of things there that are interesting. So one... Batman is paranoid. Yes. And he is watching all of the other Justice League members via satellite.
2: Yeah. But that's not out of the realm of Batman as well. In fact, um, partly
1: inspired by a pretty famous Justice League story called Mm. The Tower of Babel, in which Batman is watching all the League. Yes. uh, And he does have a satellite called Brother Eye. Um, But more importantly, at the end there, his system turns back on as he leaves. And uh, it reads in the script that... Someone has hacked into his system, yeah. and overridden it now, and it's going to attack Martian Manhunter.
2: Oh, not Martian Manhunter, <laughs> a favourite of the Justice League.
1: <laughs> not Hugh Keyes <Keysburn. laughs> Byrne.
2: The other thing I love about that is Alfred. Um, is Alfred with the surprise birthday party. That like the amount of buddy <laughs> Bruce Wayne—it seems like every time there's a Batman film or something, there's always a party. There's oh, always a yeah. the surprise party. Yeah, they're always forcing him into these things, and he
1: always hates it. Yeah, <laughs> always hates it.
2: But every single time, it's yeah. always his birthday.
1: Look, I don't—I don't spoiler alert for coming up, um, but he doesn't have time for this one. Oh, either. oh really? <laughs> just one time, I'd like to see a Batman film where he just enjoys a lovely
2: party <laughs> with some of his close friends.
1: Uh, now, from there, Eden, we cross to Denver, Colorado. Detective John Johns, aka the Martian Manhunter, is investigating a crime scene when he discovers a jar containing what looks like a seahorse. When he removes the seahorse from the jar, the creature sprays him with an unknown substance that causes him to burst into flames, and in a panic, Johns takes off accidentally setting fire to everything he comes in.
2: If, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that's Martian Manhunter's like, weakness is fire
1: Yes, uh, I would also extend that to everybody's weakness yeah. <laughs> Except the human torches Except the human torches uh, Yes, yeah. so uh, that is important to note in fact Because that does play into a little bit later His weakness, in, in famously in the comic books, yeah. is fire And now he's been attacked by fire
2: No, by a dangerous sea seahorse Seahorse
1: that, that has caused him to burst into flame. Uh, and, and that was instigated, it would seem, by Batman's uh, security system.
2: Okay. So Batman <laughs> has a secret fire-spitting seahorse yes. that he keeps in a jar that he leaves out
1: Yes. in and, case and
2: Martian Manhunter goes rogue. I
1: would say what, what it is more than anything is Batman has on file how to defeat yeah, everyone. Yeah, he's got everyone's
2: weaknesses. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. now
1: someone has exploited that and attacked the Martian Manhunter. Okay. Now from there, we're crossing again because we're we're meeting all the characters for the first time. Okay. Even though we met them in the first scene, <laughs> we're re-meeting them, and we actually cut to a Planet Krypton restaurant where Barry Allen, A.K.A. the Flash, is at lunch with his wife Iris. And Planet Krypton is a superhero-themed restaurant, and all the waiters are dressed up as superheroes. In the script, it says ill-fitting superhero costumes, and he Th- sings- this is real. This this they were going to shoot this. Yeah, they were going to shoot this. Are you kidding? So, <laughs> you yeah. Oh, yeah. You Can you just? I mean, and here's my question: the Superman costume already looks bad enough. Yeah. Can you imagine what a shoddy version of that oh, looks that. like? And going, uh,
2: would you like fries as well with your? Uh, oh, that, that's, Eden,
1: you're in for a treat because oh, we please. have another scene recreation oh, for you. So the Flash <laughs> is sitting down with his wife to eat lunch, and they're being served by the Flash. Hi, I'm the Flash, and I'll be your server today.
3: Hey there, Flash. I will have, let's see, two crypto burger platters, both Superman size, and a large wonder slaw. Plus, let's go with an Aquaman, just a sandwich, but with extra tartar sauce. Oh, and a coffee. I got a fast metabolism.
4: I'll have the chicken Caesar.
3: Oh, and Flash, make it quick, will ya? Funny, I've never heard that before.
4: Wally's coming in tonight. Sissy says he's all excited about working in the lab. Barry? Oh,
3: sorry, honey. It's just Wonder Woman's addressing the UN. Those of us who come here from different worlds, we know how hard it is to choose peace. War,
4: conflict, they are easy. It is peace that is hard. What is it with you and her?
3: Who? Wonder Woman? I mean, just look at her. That is one aptly named superhero, if you know what I mean. What?
4: Wonder Woman's a bit of a blowhard, don't you think? And how come she gets all the credit for world peace?
3: Well, I guess I've played my part.
4: Not you. I was thinking Green Lantern and Aquaman. Now he's hot and don't even get me started on Superman. I mean... Come on. And from
0: Denver, Colorado, where we're told fires are currently raging out of control all over the city. No one is quite
3: sure yet. How far is Denver from? Here? The fires
4: oh, come on, Barry. One uninterrupted insane. meal.
3: Come on, 600 miles. I'll be back before the coffee's cold, I promise.
4: You can't save the whole world, you know?
3: Not the whole world. Just the little part with you in it. Go back in a sack.
1: And off he goes oh, to man. save the Martian Manhunter. There's a lot to unpack in that scene, isn't oh, there?
2: Oh wow! <laughs> There's so many layers to yes. this, man. <laughs> what?
1: Okay. Now yeah. I should I should mention I should have mentioned this at the start to be honest. Um, but what we've decided to do as an artistic flair is whatever nationality the actor that was going to play a character is, we've just kept that nationality. Yeah. Okay. Hence, Wonder Woman is Australian, Australian, just like she is Israeli in the Snyder films. <laughs> yes. Um. You'll hear Martian Manhunter in the future. He's, he's pretty Australian as well. <laughs> but it does start this weird
4: wow. ongoing
1: j- joke or trend. I don't even know if it's a joke in this movie that everybody, including the Flash, is obsessed with Wonder Woman. Yeah. Uh, yeah okay. Because it's – well, you've got
2: – so you've got Megan Gale as Wonder Woman. Yeah. And every, what, every male character in this film is like, oh, aptly named. Yes.
1: Uh, every <laughs> character in this movie is obsessed with Wonder Woman – to the point that it gets... It, it Creepy? W- it wouldn't fly now. Yeah, I'll put okay, it that way. Okay, okay interesting. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Yeah, that whole... Okay,
2: interesting. Okay,
1: so the Flash has now run off to help Martian Manhunter who was causing fires all over... In Denver. In Denver. I, th-
2: I, I really thought when he was going to say, you can't save the whole world. And he goes, no, just Denver. <laughs> <laughs> That's legitimately what I thought he was going to say. <laughs> I
1: mean, sure, he could be the hero of Denver. Uh, So when he arrives in Denver, he's actually greeted by Wonder Woman uh, and she is there also trying to help and together they're able to subdue the Manhunter uh, by tying him up with Wonder Woman's lasso and then blasting him with a constant stream of water. So that's how we first meet Wonder Woman in, in the story proper. She's already on the scene. However, doing my research, I found some conflicting information about this scene because there is an interview with Jay Baristow, who plays the villain of the movie, um, and he is on the Happy, Sad, Confused podcast, and he talks about in the script that he had, the first scene that introduced Wonder Woman, and it sounds a little different. The first time you see Wonder Woman, the opening scene on Themyscira... it was just her it's her on top of a steed there's a Minotaur and she she stood about half a kilometer away from a Minotaur Minotaur's got a battle axe in his hand and she just rushes him all the Amazons are there cheering her on and she just beheads him gets off her steed and holds up the Minotaur thing and she doesn't say a goddamn thing and I was like that's the Wonder Woman I want to see so <laughs> that is a bit different to meeting her on the street. Uh, <laughs> that, yeah, that, that, that occurs in this movie.
2: That's very, that's very um like Brad Pitt from uh, Troy. Troy. Yeah, that's <laughs> what comes to mind with that. Just bang, one shot. Uh
1: yeah. So that the one that Jay describes sounds somewhat more epic, but like Themyscira, yes, and yeah. there there is even some concept art online of the Themiscura they were going to do. But in this version, the version that is widely regarded as the shooting script. He meets her on the road. Uh, So, we cut back to Wayne Manor. And Bruce is greeted by his friend and owner of Planet Krypton restaurants, Maxwell Lord. Uh, Now... He is kind of rubbing shoulders with Bruce Rain, trying to be all buddy-buddy, being like, these people, they need people like us, Bruce. We're the ones that, you know, we keep the wheels spinning. And The bi-
2: businessman to businessman. Bruce isn't yeah. really
1: having any of it. But then suddenly, Talia Al Ghul enters the party, and Bruce is a bit distracted. Of course he is. And Maxwell Lord's kind of getting in his ear like a real, like a real villain. <laughs> uh, and he's saying, that's Talia Al Ghul. Have you heard that she loved the Batman and she helped him defeat the, her father, Rachel Gould, and then he abandoned her? And he's kind of getting in Bruce's head a little bit. And Bruce has a flashback, but suddenly, Bruce is snapped out of it when Alfred interrupts and tells him this
0: The system alarms. It's the Martian John Johns. He's been attacked. How? Fire. The party's over. Send everybody home.
1: There it is. There it is. (laughs) Every time. The classic Bruce Wayne cancelling a
2: party scene. Oh, mate. Are people going to start getting invites to Bruce Wayne's parties and just be like, you know what? I'm not even going to bother this time. This is the fourth birthday party that's been cancelled.
1: Yeah, I would love a a version of this script where he's like, you know what? I'll deal with this later, Alfred. I'm at a party. (laughs) But my guests, Alfred, (laughs) what will they say? But I think it is important to note that he now realises that his Martian Manhunt has been attacked by fire, and Bruce Wayne knows that that's his weakness. Maybe something Someone is has, up. Yeah.
2: Okay. Here we go.
1: Okay. Moving swiftly along, we're still jumping around the world at the moment. We're back in New York, and Wonder Woman and the Flash have uh, the Martian Manhunter submerged in what they described as an ornate bathing pool. Okay.
2: <laughs> Bathtub. I don't.
1: Yep. <laughs> I don't know. What to, I think. Because they're in Wonder Woman's conservatory, it's just a more Greek way of saying so "bust but. up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good, really good. Um, and that's to keep him from bursting into flames. He is constantly being submerged. At this point, Superman arrives uh, and he meets the Flash for the first time. So the Flash in this script is quite green. He's never met a lot of these people and he's still kind of awestruck by every everybody and everything that's going on. He's
2: like fanning out. Actually yeah.
1: not too different to the Justice League. That well, we that's so what I was get. just thinking when he's like, oh, wow, you're
2: Batman. yeah."
1: And it's interesting. though, There are elements in this movie that have bled over into other DC movies, whether it be the Justice League or whether it be Batman versus Superman or even Man of Steel with one particular thing later on. So the Manhunter tells Superman about the seahorse and says, whoever set this up knew his weakness was fire.
3: Oh, yeah,
2: but so it was a seahorse.
1: It was a seahorse. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so who do you get to talk about seahorses?
1: Bloody Aquaman. Wow. In in a moment. Oh, even. good. Not before we cut location again. Oh, here we go. The Flash returns home to do some research. And once home, his wife informs him that his nephew Wally, who was mentioned earlier, has come to visit. And Wally West, like Barry, also possesses super speed. speed. Yeah. He is Kid, Kid Flash, Flash. Yeah. Uh, going to be played by Anton Yelchin.
2: Oh really? Yeah, really. A young Anton Yelchin. A young Anton wow.
1: Yelchin. I mean, he was always young, I suppose. Now well, it's he's no, fast. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Barry actually asks Wally to, uh, for a bit of help with research, and he asks him to look into what's going on here. This is odd. Flash doesn't do research. The Flash isn't... A, he's a police officer, traditionally. Yeah, Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's a crime just, analysis. He said, really? Yeah, he, yeah. Doesn't fe- he doesn't feel like that kind of character. No, Ezra Miller doesn't feel like oh, that kind of trade, character. True, true, true. Now, here comes the the moment you've been waiting for. Superman actually goes <gasps> down and visits Aquaman. He oh, here we, go, here we go. If anyone's going to know about, about the seahorse, yes. it'll be him. But let me tell you, it doesn't go how Superman thinks it's going to go.
0: You dare come here and accuse me? No, Aquaman. I came here to- Don't call me that. Aquaman, the air breather's name. It's demeaning. Juvenile. I mean Superman. Wonder Woman. Who comes up with these? King Arthur, then. I know how you feel about our planet's land dwellers. Our planet? Our planet? Last I checked, I control three quarters of the Earth's surface. This is my planet. And they treat it like a toilet. They aren't perfect, Arthur, yes. Time and time again, I've risen to their
1: defense, and this... Aquaman holds up a prosthetic hand made of water. This is what I've got in return,
0: a permanent
1: reminder of their
0: cruelty. I've given my pound of flesh, Superman. They're your problem, not mine. Respectfully, Your Highness. This isn't about them. The Martian, bring him to me. I'll see what I see. I'm asking you to come up, Arthur. We're asking
2: the princess for her.
1: So there is character number two that is in love with Wonder Woman. Yeah, okay. It kind of hints at this, uh, like, history between Wonder Woman and Aquaman. And the only reason he's going to come up to help is for her. Okay, interesting. I I just don't... (sighs)
4: You can see some of the you can, you can see
1: some of the
2: elements yes. like it was, like thinking back to the Aquaman film that has just been made yeah but uh, like that whole like oh they're destroying the planet and yeah. that sort of stuff there's a lot of that there as yeah. well but it's so gruff so angry so yes
1: he's a very disgruntled Aquaman yeah until he isn't oh okay. <laughs> so okay. so okay. in this opening scene he's Aquaman v- yeah, is he's very he's aggressive combative and yeah um, but then in the rest of the script he just is kind of there. <laughs> So okay. I, this it's is almost like just his scene to show off a bit, and we mentioned before that they looked like they were going for like a regal king-like thing. Yeah. and I don't think it's even uh, necessarily coincidence that Superman calls him King Arthur. It kind of invokes that uh, yeah. that regal thing. Yes. Here is my question: At one point in this, Aquaman holds up his hand, and it describes it as a prosthetic hand made, made of, of water. water. Isn't now? He, isn't he- <laughs> I don't know a lot about 2007 era CGI. But I want to say that they wouldn't have pulled that off. I'm going to say, because they're underneath, you're in water. Yeah. And your hand's
2: made out of water. Yeah. So did not isn't that, isn't that nothing? <laughs> it
1: never isn't it explains nothing? anything.
2: That is the strangest concept. Yes. I've got this prosthetic
1: hand made of air. <laughs> so <laughs> the thing is, he has this hand through the whole film. Through the whole film, he has a prosthetic hand made, made of, of water. Okay. Okay, i mean, <laughs> I don't know if I am, I'll be honest. <laughs> so, Eden, we cut again. Okay. It is revealed that the people behind the attack and the ones who took control of Brother Eye, you're never going to guess this. Hit me. Maxwell Lord and Talia Al Ghul.
2: You mean the owners of the... <laughs> On
1: restaurants. Yes, the and small the ones, business owners. The ones are acting openly villain, villainous. Villainous. Yeah, it's the all, whole time. All, all,
2: all, all they need is both to have those moustaches <laughs> that they can toil at the end.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Um. So it is revealed that they, not only are they they're working together and they have now gained access to Bruce Wayne's brother Eye technology. Brother now in Gotham, Batman saves two police officers from being tortured by a bike again. Uh, but one of the gang members flees into a movie theater. Batman follows the biker inside, but before he can apprehend him, the biker transforms into a huge, armoured super soldier, known as an OMAC. The OMAC easily defeats Batman, but before the OMAC can kill him, Maxwell Lord, who is watching via the Ice Savile, orders the OMAC to stand down.
2: But why?
1: So, what has happened here? Is the biker has actually transformed from a human being into a robot?
2: So there's that idea of transformers
1: there's it's coming, back. It's <laughs> yeah, coming maybe, back. maybe Adam Brody just got to page twenty or whatever. Yeah, that was, I was that like, I get it. Into uh, robots. Yeah, yeah, you transformers. Might have a transformers. Yeah, good. <laughs> um, but th- this is this is something that they've not really ever encountered before, and it's something it's been in the comics for a while. Omac. Uh, so Batman is actually beaten pretty badly by the Omac uh, to the point where he has to put a. Uh, like a nanotech spine collar on, because he's so injured.
2: Oh, okay. So he doesn't have to have anything replaced with water. No, nothing. Nothing <laughs> was replaced <laughs> with water. Okay, good.
1: Yet, or ever in the future. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> uh, but he he rushes back to the back cave, and he's battered, and he's beaten, and he's tired, and he needs to access Brother Rai to find out what's okay, going what's on. Going? And when he when he goes to access Brother Rai, he hears this: "Access denied." Oh, so no. something's going on Something. now. He, he is freaking out, and he's actually even kind of. Yelling at Alfred, Alfred did you
2: change The passwords he, he
1: kind of is At this point He's saying <laughs> no. like, What's going on Alfred What's going on And, and, and you know Because if uh, you want To talk tech You want to <laughs> talk An 80 year old butler <laughs> They're going to know Yeah good But the advice That is given is Well why don't you reboot it And he tries to reboot <laughs> the No system- they
2: do not say Turn it on and off again Well
1: they don't say it In so many words But he attempts To reboot Brother Rye <laughs> And he hears this
4: Shut down And reboot denied There is no fault In the system Creator no fault in the system. You do not have control anymore. And
1: those words appear on a huge screen in front of him. Ooh. You do not have control anymore. Good. Now, understand. <laughs> understandably, <Didn't want> <laughs> Batman is freaked at this point because yeah. he knows that all of his secrets are out. Right, yeah. And everything that is happening, that's his fault now. Idiot. We now meet a new new character. You bet you thought we'd meet them all, but you forgot about Green Lantern. Oh, as as does everyone. (laughs) As does everyone. As does Ryan Reynolds try and do every day. As does this script for the majority of this movie. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah, Green Lantern is not in a whole lot. Uh, But we cut to New York, and architect John Stewart, a.k.a. Green Lantern, who was played by Common, is working in his office, and he bites down on a pencil while studying a green energy construct for his new project. Something comes off the pencil and goes into his mouth. A moment later, Stewart is blind. He loses control of his Green Lantern ring, and his energy construct begins destroying the whole office. What? So, a few things with this scene, Eden. Uh, obviously, John Stewart. Uh, uh, he can build anything that he kind of pictures in his mind, but he needs to be able to see it, right? So him being blind means he can't make constructs with his ring. Is that how it works? Is that how Greenland? Every Greenland is slightly different. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's all something to do with willpower. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, that's but, their but thing. But John, yeah. John Stewart specifically is more reliant on sight than the others, uh, and so his his construct is going crazy right now, destroying the building. Here's my question: You know, the the weakness of Martian Manhunter was fire. Ah, uh, but Green Lantern, who is a Space Marine Corps yeah super you know, soldier, soldier, is defeated by a pencil. Yeah, is that what they're implying <laughs> that he he ate his pencil and it's like I, I blinded think, him? I think something was put on the pencil. It says something comes off the pencil and goes into his Lead cow. poisoning. But what a way to go out as a superhero, defeated by a pencil. Yeah, it means mightier than the sword. It is mightier <laughs> than the sword. I'll, <laughs> we gi- know that. I'll give it.
2: I'll give. I'll give him that much. But that is that is yeah. Okay, well, Batman definitely had some good files on everyone.
1: Well, let me tell you, this is just the beginning of the, of the havoc. Back in Wonder Woman's conservatory, Aquaman is actually stung by a robot mosquito, which gives him uh, what? aquaphobia. What? Now, he no, tears no, off. No, this
2: is not happening. He
1: tears off his water hand and throws it aside. However, the manhunter is able to use the water hand as a suit of water armor, which prevents him from being uh, burst into flames. So, one by one, they are all getting attacked in the goofiest way. Yeah, the word
2: goofy does come to mind. Did We've you, got a seahorse. Did horse, you say a robotic bee? Uh, a robotic mosquito. A oh, mosquito.
1: Much, much cooler. That's, yeah, <laughs> that is much We've cooler. We've had a seahorse, a pencil, yeah. and now a robotic mosquito. I just... Oh, man. Here's... And this didn't get made. This didn't get made. Um. Now, at this point in in this, in the script... It gets a little powers convoluted. Um, But it doesn't ever explain why this mosquito gives him aquaphobia. That's a very specific thing for a mosquito
2: to give someone.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and like I don't know what the formula is to be like, inject this and they will have aquaphobia. Aquaphobia, yeah. But Aquaman afraid of water, that's not a good sign.
2: How ironic.
1: (laughs) Now, Superman and the Flash go to Greenland's aid, uh, who is currently still destroying the building in New York, and they bring him back to join the others. And the heroes travel together in the, uh, to the Fortress of Solitude uh, uh, where they are eventually joined by Batman. So this is actually the first time that the, the League is all together. Now, Batman's now wearing his high-tech braces and he is still severely injured by the fight with Yomek he had uh, earlier, but he needs to tell the team what is going so, on. Yeah,
0: my bad. You're not safe here. How did you find us? Not here, not anywhere. Someone's watching you. Us. Right now. Impossible. No one on earth knows where- I found you. Didn't I? How? A satellite system. Semi-autonomous. It's tracking you. Hunting you. It knows your identities. It knows your weaknesses. How to hit you. Where to hit you. Everything. Who is it? Someone at LexCorp? No. CIA? NSA? Rogue military? No. Well... Who then? Me. Everything that's happened. It's all... Me. What the hell are you saying? The system. It's... It's mine. I built it. I deployed it. Brother I.
4: Why?
3: Why would you do that?
0: What if? What if? What if you turned against us? Against the world? What if someone controlled you? Changed you?
3: But you know us. You know we- I
0: know what you're capable of. I know how powerful you are. And I know that no one on Earth, no mortal, could ever control you. You wanted to control us. To contain you, if necessary. We're not your enemies, mate. Correct, and I didn't attack you. Someone got in? Stole your eye? Yes. Who is it? I don't know. Who? I don't know. How do we turn it off? I don't know. I've tried. Tell us. I don't know. Where is this thing? I don't know. I cloaked
1: it. Hit its location even from me. It's gone. Superman lifts Batman up and slams him against the wall.
0: How could you be so stupid? I thought you were non-violent. Wonder Woman punches Batman.
3: (laughs) He is, but I'm not. Oh,
0: did she hit him? Yeah, and it was a nice shot, too. It's called OMAC. Some rotten vestige of an old military program. Okay, robotic attack vehicles, PSYOP, nanotech. I knew it! Oh, sorry. Someone hijacked it, updated it. There's a human component now, some kind of transmorphing. It hit me. One minute, it was a a man, and then it was a, a machine killing machine. I threw everything I had at it. Everything I had and it owned me. But it spared you. Why? That's what I need to find out. Now as soon as you can. Split up. No. We're stronger together. You think we're here by accident? we are here because it wants us here. I think you overestimate you. Think about it, Clark. It used the attack on John as bait to bring Aquaman to the surface. It hit me as a distraction. Then Green Lantern and Aquaman at the same time. It knew that I would come to warn you. It's been one step ahead the whole time. You're wrong, Bruce. We're safe here. We've already got John back on his feet and- And in a fishbowl. Look at him. It's playing with us.
3: How do you know all this?
0: Because... It's exactly how I would have done
3: it. Oh, sorry. That's me. I got it. Do not answer that. No, it's cool. It's my wife. Hey, honey.
1: Okay, so... We're going to get to what happens to Flash once he answers the phone in just a second. Okay, good. But there is a lot to unpack in that scene. That uh, is Exposition City.
2: That is just... Verbal just diarrhea of like, okay, this is exactly what's happening. Yes. I just need everyone to know exactly what's going on.
1: And half, I would say roughly half of Batman's dialogue is, I don't know.
2: Yeah, well, he does say that several times. <laughs> Tell us no. Tell us, I'm not sure. Tell us, I don't, I don't know. know.
1: It's, mate, there's
2: a lot going on. There's a lot, lot terms, going on. In terms of, well, there really isn't actually, because. <laughs> they just they just say hey what's going on and he goes yeah i don't I've, know i don't know i don't know repeat it's, 5 times it's it's strange that it's like there is through lines when you look at the batman versus superman that got yeah. made yeah. in terms of that concept of oh what happens if they turn against us like yes. what happens if superman ended yes. up going the, yeah the whatever the
1: paranoia being like no one can control
2: yeah exactly so that that's still that that's still sort of maintained into the monday but it if it feels very I just can't imagine them all in this one room, and the the idea that the film starts off with basically all of these iconic superhero characters getting absolutely dominated through these really bizarre (laughs) little, like little seahorse thing and this sort of stuff, like it just it it feels yeah, it doesn't feel it doesn't have that epic nature of these um, iconic superhero sort of yeah. It's it's a a little weird, weird,
1: right? And the, the closest I can imagine of this scene having been done is there is a scene in the second Avengers movie, Age of Ultron, mm. in which everyone piles on top of Tony Stark because he's just created Ultron. And it's uh, kind yeah. of a similar scene where everyone is in one room being like, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> What's this guy? Yeah, what did
2: you do? Well, What did you do, Tony? This is where things get a little bit crazy. Eden. Let me guess. Can I just say they've, they've kidnapped his wife? The Flash's wife?
1: It's a good guess. It's a good oh, guess. Damn it. The Flash receives a phone call. who he believes to be his wife, but when he answers the phone a nanobot comes out and goes into his body where it attaches itself to his spine. The Flash's body starts vibrating uncontrollably. He vibrates so fast that he phases completely through the center of the earth. So he starts vibrating so he phases through the earth all the way to the other side of the earth. He rockets out the other side and before plummeting straight back through the earth again. So he is going back and forth through the centre of the earth right now. What? Hang on. Can we just – what is the level of technology? I don't get what your question is.
2: No, no, no. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So what is the level of technology that you can answer a phone and a nanobot jumps out of the phone? The phone. The phone. Yeah. It's not on the phone. It's coming through the phone Airwaves, sure. <laughs> Phones work, and, and then it goes that that into seven. Him. It would have been an iPhone one, yeah, I mean, <laughs> exactly. And then it goes into him, and then attaches to his spine, spine.
1: and that's sets his body vibration vibrate. off. Yeah. Uh, so he is going back and forth through the middle of the earth wow. right now uh, until Wonder Woman actually grabs the, in, the, in, molten in, in the, earth. the molten core okay, of yeah, the Earth. Okay, yeah, good, good. Uh, Wonder Woman actually grabs him in her lasso uh, and. She's able to temporarily prevent him from phasing through the earth. How? Who? Cares?
2: But, they never explain. The, okay, if you, uh, if, if, <laughs> if you can go, if mm-hmm. you can phase through the earth, sure. why doesn't he? fake Why doesn't he also phase through her lasso? Well, all her lasso does is like
1: truth, like traditionally. And in this movie, her lasso is a bit of a Deus Ex Machina, <laughs> if you will. What? What do you need it to do? It does that. Okay, interesting. Yeah. interesting. So she is able to ensnare him with her lasso. Now, okay. I, I mentioned earlier that there's a bit of- um,
2: Sexual of, tension.
1: A bit of confusion going on with what powers people oh, have okay. and what yeah, things yeah,
2: do. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah,
1: yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So that is about to play a part in this. I, I'm going to, as best I can, explain uh, what's going to happen. But before then, Batman actually leaves the group in order to search- uh, for one of the attacks. Like he, he wants to go and investigate what has happened. The he, amount of can I just sorry to interrupt, but no, the please. amount
2: of cuts in this film mm. is insane that it just yeah.
1: To to its credit, it was gonna be two hours. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm describing this in like you know, 30
2: minutes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> So I feel true. like that's you know true. scenes
1: will will have gone a little but longer.
2: But they, they it is it is globetrotting.
1: It is globetrotting. I'll give um, it that. So he discovers that there's a file on him in the Brother Eye database. And when he asks what his weakness is Brother I responds, love. <laughs> Batman <No>. then remembers <laughs> oh his last no, night with Talia no, Ghul. No. He realizes that when she kissed him last, she put a nanoscopic homing device in his mouth, which he has swallowed.
2: Hang on, what do you, what do you mean he realizes this?
1: So what he
2: he recalls the memory and then goes oh that what's what was that weird lip gloss she was wearing I'll
1: I'll explain it a little deeper but uh he's in the he's in the Batwing flying to investigate and he is remembering okay he remembers the kiss and he realizes that it's at that point she has begun tracking him and he he actually just says the word Talia (laughs)
2: that was one hell of a kiss Talia (laughs) surely he'd have some sort of like sweeping technology That would like Monitor If he was being tracked Or something like this that This
1: also needs to have been Pretty recent for him Not to have passed that
2: Yeah Well yeah That's, <laughs> right? yeah, that's true yeah. yeah
1: It's never explained Okay good So try and make sense of this We're back at the Fortress of Solitude Now I'm gonna read this Exactly as it's written here In this description Love it Manhunter Uses his telepathy And guides Green Lantern Through the surgical procedure To remove <laughs> the nanobots From Flash's spine Okay Okay <laughs> Does that make sense? So Green Lantern's okay. is blind. Green Lantern's blind. Surgery on the Flash, but he's being guided by the Martian. Manhunter's
2: Manhunter. in a bubble of water yes. using his telekinesis mind yeah. powers. And they remove. So who knows about medical procedures?
1: Oh, Ma- uh, they're Man just Hunter? watching. A I'm just watching a YouTube <laughs> it, video on it. It. I, it implies that the Martian Manhunter, you know, the detective. <laughs>
2: Yeah, knows, knows how no, to. Yeah. Okay, first thing you want to do, <laughs> you want to get your medical instruments like, yeah, I could just imagine them watching a video. However,
1: they are able to successfully stop him from vibrating now. They've taken the nano thing off his spine. Next, they do the same for Aquaman, which cures what? his aquaphobia. They take whatever yeah. the little injection was out of him.
2: And then he's no longer he's afraid no longer of water. He's no
1: longer afraid of water, just like that. Okay. <clears> throat> Manhunter throat> then gives himself a, this is what it's called, a uh, In in, in the script, a laser dermabrasion using his Martian heat vision on an energy mirror constructed by the Green Lantern. Are you confused yet?
2: Hang on. So he's he's used his lasers, (laughs) energies to bounce, but but, but what is it? Like what? It hits the fire on him?
1: I guess. (laughs) Man, get that seahorse back. It's it's never explained. None of this is ever explained. It's a series of coincidental... Nothing. This seems like so
2: like anticlimactic. Yeah. That they've done all this stuff, oh yeah, we've found all their weaknesses, done all their stuff, and then and then they just go, Oh, I'll just do this to you and you do this to me and I'll do this to you and then we'll well get along. Look,
1: if we're reaching right now. Yep. So this cures him of his spontaneous combustion. Okay, good. Aquaman then reclaims his water hand, which he then uses to cure Green Lantern and restore his sight. Oh
2: okay. (laughs) I didn't know a water hand could do that.
1: (laughs) Um (laughs) <laughs> Never explained. <laughs> so somehow they all use a random assortment of, of weird powers, powers that just happen to cure other things that are wrong with the Justice League. This by far is the messiest scene in the whole script. It's That no- is nothing so is ever explained.
2: strange.
1: Well, we have come to the end of part one of George Miller's Justice League Mortal. We hope you enjoyed this part one of our original pilot episode and we would love it if you could subscribe, be it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you like to listen. It really does help us get discovered in the charts. It would also be terrific if you're enjoying the show, if you could give us a five-star rating, or you know what, most importantly of all, just tell a friend. We are completely independent here at cancelled movie report so your support means the world to us hey what do you think of the movie so far and have we missed anything we would love to hear from you you can always get in touch with us via cancelledmovies at gmail.com or at Cancelled Movies on all of the socials. And hey, maybe you have a Cancelled Movie project you've always wanted to hear about. Why not let us know? You can fill out a form in the episode description alerting us to a project, and we may just give it the Cancelled Movie Report treatment. I'm Michael Campbell. I hosted and edited this episode. Eden Porter was my co-host too. We both produced the show. Sam DiLorenzo was the sound engineer. We would also like to thank our amazing voice cast, all of which are listed in the episode notes. Now, make sure you're listening to the next episode, which is out right now, so you can do that straight away. But if you want a little tease, Here you go.
0: So the writer's strike was looming. So what we did is we all sat down at a table before we knew it was going to happen. I mean, almost like we're like, we have two hours. They're like, so just throw every idea we can into the script because we can't write the script once it starts. And everybody just sat around spitballing with George and Nico and all the whole creative team down there. And we ended up with a script that was almost 200 pages long.
1: Yes, that is on part two, which you can listen to right now on Cancelled Movie Report. But until then,
3: take care.